All right, Mac, you ready to get this? I certainly am. This is the Mac and Miles Show, only on 88.1 The Berg. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back. It is the Mac and Miles Show. He is Mac. I am Miles. We are winding down here on the end of the quarter. Just a few short weeks left, Mac. How are you feeling about these classes right now? You know, I'm feeling pretty good. We're now, you know, not too much homework this time of year. You know, mm-hmm. just a lot of more prep for of finals. Yep. So I, I kind of prefer that more than like an assignment every day or like an assignment every other day. I'd rather just do like one long project for like a week, be able to knock it out and in a period of time and then turn it in. So Mike, let me ask you this. Are you it. a group project person or you just want to go at it yourself? Um, I prefer just to do it myself. You don't but have to depend on anybody? Nah, because no, because you know in group projects there's, a lot there's always of lazy people. there's a lot of lazy people and then they can never meet or they forget about meeting up, this and that. It's just like too many variables that can, that can go wrong with group projects. A lot of people just not show yeah, a lot of no shows. Yeah. Lot, and sometimes some people when they even when they show up they don't do anything. They don't even. Do, some people are just like, like their, their mind is just somewhere else. And I don't know like what it is, but some people are just so socially awkward. Like they won't even talk. They'll say like a couple of words when at the meetup. I'm like, dude, like what? What's wrong what, with what, you? Bro? Why are you even here? Yeah, like <laughs> we're supposed to be working on this as a group. And I mean, you you graced us with your presence. You can't even talk now. It's Mm-mm. it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's just super weird to me. Definitely, I'm glad I don't yeah. have to do a lot of group work. Yeah, but That's in other sure. news, Miles, your boy. You're staring at an indoor Ironman right indoor now. Indoor Ironman. Huh? I, you completed it. I completed last the indoor Last time we talked, Iron you had Man to do 15 miles a day, I think, for the last two days. Yes, I did. did it, huh? I did it. I persevered, put my big boy pants on, uh-huh. completed the Ironman. Pulled up your bootstraps. Yep, pulled myself up by the bootstraps, got those biking miles in. I'm an indoor Ironman, baby. All righty, congrats. congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Just Tell pop. the people, what's what's the stats? How many how many miles of each did you do? I had to do 112 miles biking. Uh-huh. I had to swim two and a half miles, and I had to run 26 miles in the month of February. Wait, how, swim how many miles? Two and a half miles. Two and a half, okay. And that was the easily, hands down, the hardest part. That swim. was so hard. You know a swimmer, Mac? No. To, sw- <laughs> to swim, a, um, we were doing, me and my homies were doing some reading, and we found that swimming one mile is the equivalent to running five miles. Right. And I, it actually takes me a shorter to run five miles than to even swim a mile. It takes me about an hour and a half to, to swim, swim a, a full mile. mile. Yeah. And yeah, so normally we just go into the little closet, take some flippers, some scuba diver flippers, and we just mm-hmm. we just haul across that water. Oh, like when yeah. we get to, the best part about flippers is you so seen they, the spo- they make you so so, so much faster. Have you you've seen the SpongeBob movie, right? Like yeah, from like it was 2000. a while ago. Yeah. All right, remember when David Hasselhoff is like taking Patrick? Oh yeah, and then they they uh, he acts as like their motor, right? Yeah, he, yeah. Literally, that's how I'd be swimming across. <laughs> like when I'm like lap like 20, and I just sit there and kick my legs and just You're go looking for like it. the Hoff, huh? I just feel like David Hasselhoff, baby. You just you just need a kick car with you. Yes, you, know? I, you literally you with the flippers, you just car. kick, <laughs> you just kick, and you literally just don't even have to move your legs, just kick your way across and mm-hmm. back, and you literally look like David Hasselhoff in the SpongeBob. But movie. you don't have to move your legs. You know, I mean your arms. Your arms, okay. Yeah, there we go. Say, you got to move your legs if you're trying to use the flippers. Of course. Unless you're putting them on your hands. I don't know. Does that work? I have yet to try that. Yet to try it, huh? Yet to try it. Well, congrats, Mac. That's a that's a feat for sure. Definitely. It's all you, for the ladies this pond season, it. man. Yeah. All for the ladies this pond uh-huh. season. Got to have that body. Summer right. bodies are made in the winter. That's what they yes, say. Yes, they that are. That's what they say. Grind all oh, winter you're, so you're, you can you're shine all summer, You're talking about spring baby. body. You're talking about pond spring Next quarter, is that what you're referring spring, to? Spring, summertime, same yeah. thing here, especially yeah. in the Berg where it's like 
we're 10 degrees warmer than the west side anyway in the spring. Right. So. Yeah. No, last like like late May, it gets up to like 85 around here. Yeah. It's so. really nice. I really enjoy it. Oh, I kinda, love it. I'm kind of disappointed I won't be here, but that's okay. I've, I've had enough springs here. I'm ready to be done. Get on out of here to bigger and brighter things. Bigger things. and better things, hopefully. That's the idea. Yeah, that's the idea. But today on the show, let's move into the show now. Today on the show, we're going to talk a little bit about these uh, whistle-happy referees in the NBA with all these technicals going on. Some of these are just ridiculous. We're going to go over some uh, not-so-golden power rankings, talk a little bit about these big market teams and their struggles, and then we're going to close it out with some picks as usual. But, Mac, I want to get on my pedestal right now. I want to talk about my Portland Trailblazers. I try to keep, I try to be a little unbiased. You know I'm a big fan of the Blazers. I'm a big fan of Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum, all those guys. Try to, I try to keep the Blazers out of our podcast as much as I can. But when they're in the news, they're in the news. So I'm going to get on my pedestal right now, and I want to gloat a little bit about the Blazers' seven-game road trip right now. they got one game left in Memphis tonight, but they are 5-1 and one to this point. Okay. And besides a fadeaway buzzer beater by Kawhi Leonard in Toronto, they they might be six and zero. And that fadeaway wasn't that, that was a banked shot. Wasn't no, it wasn't it? a bank. It he faded from the baseline and it like popped in and out and in and out and then it went in. Okay. Yeah, it, it was a great shot. I, I'll give Kawhi all the credit he deserves. You know, great offense. It, it wasn't like great defense by Dane. They switched. It was a pick and roll. They switched it. Kawhi goes around Dame, fades baseline, gets it to pop in and out, and you know. And then it falls for Just him. a superstar With about shot. a second left. And yeah. and that game was just back and forth the whole way. It really just came down to who had the ball last, and it was Toronto. And okay. Kawhi made a great shot. I can't, you know. That's yeah, a great the player's deal. The claw came in clutch for them. And uh, I'm honestly, I'm just happy that Portland went into Toronto and went toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in the league. Portland, you know, they've you can't always ask much do more that. Than that. They always come in and they give it their all. They always mm-hmm. go at you 100%. They don't care who you are, whether it be Golden State Denver, Toronto, Milwaukee. They're going to come in, and they're going for the haymakers. They always play extremely hard. So did I expect 5-1 and one to this point on this road trip? Absolutely not. So I'm thrilled regardless. And they caught back up to my they thunder did. They the caught back up to the thunder. Or... I believe they're just slightly above them now in third. Yeah, I think they own a tiebreaker or something. I know they have the same record, like 39-24. and 24. Something around there, yeah. yeah. But they, Anyway, they wrap up the trip tonight in Memphis. I'm not sleeping on Memphis, but I think Portland, with how well they're playing, is going to go into Memphis. I did think team. about, for the picks, picking Memphis over your Trailblazers you tonight. Did, huh? I did. did, but however, I did not end yeah, up doing yeah. it. I didn't feel safe. You know, I'm trying to catch didn't up to you safe. in the picks. You so. are, you are. You are. We'll you go, go over the picks later. But, uh, yeah, I just I wanted to get on my pedestal there and, and gloat a little bit about my home team. Portland Trailblazers. I love the way they're playing right now. And you know what, too? Another side note about that Toronto game. Ennis Cantor did not go up because of international. He's, you know, his whole Turkey dictatorship. He doesn't go to Canada. He he doesn't go international. Really? Yeah. Is he just afraid of He's afraid of being, like, kidnapped and abducted and taken back to Turkey. (laughs) That's insane. So he did not travel with the team up to Toronto. All right. Speaking of Ennis Cantor flying in Portland played that well without him is my point. Good stuff. Shout out, shout out Portland yeah. in a game where they have one of their what primary bench Canada? scorers. Oh, what's it called? So Hidu Turkoglu, I don't know if you remember him yeah, in the I NBA. Him. Yeah. He's like the assistant, like he's like an assistant to the president of Turkey. Is he? Yeah. And he um called Enos Kanter out and said like what he was doing is like awful and stuff. And like Enos Kanter's a wanted man in Turkey. I know, I know. He I, is I mean, wanted. I don't blame the guy. I wouldn't go back there either. Mm-hmm. So the Knicks, when he was on the Knicks earlier this season, they went and played a, a game against, I, I think it was Brooklyn, in London. He didn't travel for that game either. I wouldn't be traveling. You, you know what they want to do to him in Turkey? Not I, very I don't humane even know. I don't even want to know. 
I mean, that dude, that pr- turkey president, according to in- Enos Cantor, it's a pretty scary dude. Pretty, I, I don't, yeah, I, th- I don't, I don't know I much about st- it. I just stay know, away from him. I just know he fears for his life when he when he's outside the United States. And, um, and if you fear for your life at six foot eleven, two hundred seventy pounds, with eighty million in your bank account. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter I'll how much he's making, so. he's not going to buy his way out of whatever he has coming to him. I Turkey. mean, he could buy some se- serious security, but it looks yeah, like the you Turkey could, people you could. or the Turkish people. I mean, people look, I, if the guy's fierce for his life, I'm not going to say you must, if you're the Blazers, you can't say you must go to the Toronto, mm-hmm. you know. It's one game. It is one game. But what happens if they're in the finals? If they somehow oh, get to the finals? That would be tough. Did you see um, Kenny the Jet on TNT like last week? He said, I wouldn't be surprised if we had a Portland Toronto finals. Really? He said he, that? He said that. And That's so an when, you, when you mentioned that, that made me think of that. What if what if we have a Portland Toronto finals? And are you are you're telling me Ennis Kander's not going to go <laughs> play like two maybe three games in Toronto? Just go into like witness protection type security <laughs> that, and just get like, to the game. Oh man, I I would oh, it'd be really cur- I'd be really cu- curious to see what happens there if that you know if that finals matchup, which is I think is very unlikely, even happened. You know, I think we need to how would get the, a, how would the logistics of that work? I think here's the logistics. Here's how we're gonna find this out. We're gonna have to message an NBA reporter, an NBA analyst like uh-huh. Rachel Nichols, or like Jalen and Jacoby. Have them interview Enos Cantor and just ask him that question. Like, listen, Portland hypothetical, Toronto finals. You Are going? you going to Toronto? And if, it's I, game, if you're in the finals, I think you have to. You know, you better you better get there. Just you know, pay pay a couple you know, pay some bodyguards or whatever. Yeah, or just don't leave. Don't leave the hotel. Don't, don't leave the hotel. The arena. And just stay by the owner. Just yeah. stay with the owner of the yeah, team. Yeah, that'd be tough. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that'd be great if we had a Portland. I, I'd be. I don't care who they're playing. I'd be happy to see the Blazers in the final. But it would be very interesting for Enos Cantor if the Blazers matched up with the Toronto Raptors. And I'm intrigued now. I kind of want a Portland you, Toronto. You want a Portland finals. Toronto? I wouldn't finals. be too mad I'll tell at you that. What, that'd be that'd be a good finals. Based yes, on that game would. I saw the other day, that would be a great series. Yeah, never count out Dame Dollum. Uh-uh, that dude uh-uh. is unbelievable. I would love to see it. But Mac, let's let's move into the first topic we want to we want to touch on here, and it's all these technical fouls that have been going on in the league as of late. Did you see the one a couple days ago? Trey Young is balling all over Chris Dunn in, a, in an Atlanta Chicago matchup, and uh, Trey Young on on a fast break. Pulls up from about 35 feet and buries it right in front of Trey or uh, Chris Dunn, and they call uh, Chicago calls a timeout, and Trey Young just just glare just glares at him, ice icy stare stares at him while while Chris Dunn's walking to the bench for the timeout, and he got a technical foul for that. Yeah, I mean, I did see that. I saw it today actually on one of my Facebook basketball highlight videos. It just came up on my timeline, and it was pretty whack. I mean. It was a second technical foul of that game. And that actually. got him ejected, yeah. So I don't know what he did. Him for and his Chris first Dunn technical. had been in each other's faces earlier in the game. That that was the first one. Okay, yeah. well, and then he stared him down. Mm-hmm. So I guess I could kind of see like the refs obviously are going to have him on a little bit tighter of a leash when right. they're officiating them. But the, it wasn't but an it, isolated incident. The stare. Yeah, it was. I mean, they, they had been chatting, you know, back and forth throughout the game. Yeah, but Chris Dunn like. When Trey Young was staring at him, wasn't even looking at him. Like he was just no. walking back to the timeout, to the huddle. It didn't look that bad. Like the refs are so quick to call a technical foul. Like, well, and you, you got to be cognizant too of that's the guy's second. He's ejected. That's the rule. If you mm-hmm. get two in a game, you're done. You're done. You can even get one in a game, and if depending on what you do, you can get like 
disqualified or something. Right. Well, if it's a flagrant two is what it's called, okay. yeah. It's, uh, that just means it's a double tack and you're ejected. Oh, well, yeah. there you go. And so, I don't know if you saw also like a couple weeks ago, it was pretty big news when DeMarcus Cousins got a technical. Like some dude's shoe came off in the middle of a play like mm-hmm. while they were so on Golden State was so on offense. And he just throw it or something? He just like tossed it to like the sideline and got called for a technical for that. And then Was the play was, still going on? Yeah, the play like in the middle of a play, like so, like if well, they, I mean, he's he's just fearful of, for his safety. He he doesn't I'm, want somebody stepping on that shoe and rolling their ankle. Exactly, or and they, he know? got a technical technical for that. The refs are always super quick. The, to, the like, guy's not going to stop in the middle of the play and put his shoe back on. Okay, no. he's going to complete the play. At least just throw it. He did the right thing. Boogie did. He, he threw he it to the sideline, got out yeah. of the play, and then so no one's going to get hurt. I mean, they're getting paid millions That's of dollars. That's a hazard. Yeah, yeah, and he got a technical technical for that. The NBA refs are just really quick to blow the whistle. They love throwing technical yeah. fouls out there. Did you th- see the one a couple of weeks ago, or I think it was like last week? Russ Westbrook is standing on the three-point line while one of the opponents is shooting a free throw, and he gets called for a technical for talking to himself. Yeah, I did not see that one, but you were telling me that off air, off uh-huh. the mic, and it's just there's it's so just many much. instances of of technical fouls. I mean, look at this. There speaking, are, speaking of Westbrook, though, he leads the league right now with 16 technicals. And they are how many? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's nine players in the league right now with 10 or more technical fouls. And then there are how many with five or more? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's at least oh my goodness. what is this like? <laughs> it looks like about 25. <laughs> that's more. We're put. I yeah. mean, there's like 30 people. With five or more technical fouls. I mean, there's dudes on here. Joe Ingles, the math teacher himself, <laughs> the janitor has, has five technical fouls. Like, Sorry, why? The, why the does janitor he, is Chris Kamen. Why Sorry. does he Sorry. have five technical fouls? Who like, knows? the dude looks Who pretty. Nikolai Jokic, a dude that never talks, has five technical fouls. Like, PJ Tucker, you think he'd be leading the league? Trey Young has six technicals. I mean, just dudes. We just talked about the one, yeah. I'm not surprised to see Embiid on there. That guy talks a lot of smack. Kelly Oubre, I'm kind of surprised. Chris TJ Paul, Warren. how many does he have? Chris Paul, I think, has six or he seven. He should have more. That guy complains so much. He hasn't been playing that much that's this true, year. That's true, that's true. He has on time. I bet he racks up another, like, six just in these last, like, 15 Oh, you games. know come playoff time, Chris Paul is good for at least three, yeah. three a series. Carl yeah. Anthony Towns, one of the most overrated players in the league. Has eight, and he's like super nice, and he's like not very talkative, not a trash talker. He's a big teddy bear, yeah. And he has eight technical fouls. Yeah. I mean, Kemba Walker, you don't hear anything about him other than he was. I guess he was a starter in the All Star game. He has eight technical fouls. James Harden doesn't surprise me. He's at eight. Paul George has eight. That doesn't surprise me either. Montrez, I'm surprised he doesn't have more. D Book, Devin Booker, how many does he have? He has nine. nine. That kind of surprises me. He doesn't seem like a kind of guy that. Exactly. It's just really, so weird. Know, is a catalyst toward anything like that. It's just like so weird. Just like Kent Bazemore the f- has the fifth most technical fouls in the league at twelve. Like Pat wh- Beverly does not shock me either. Those no. look, the top, the top four, top five are Westbrook, Drummond, Draymond Green, Pat Beverly, Kent Bazemore. Like my top five. Like if I were, if I were to guess who would finish like the top five most technical fouls the mm-hmm. NBA season, I have Russ. I would have Draymond. Yeah. I gotta go Boogie. I'd have like CP3, maybe Blake Griffin in there too. Yeah, because just going back to the days when they were both playing in L.A., I hated watching L.A. Clipper games. It wasn't fun. Those guys and Doc Rivers on the bench, the whole game, just berating the referees. Uh, What's it called? Until they got what they wanted. Until you know what I mean. Doc Rivers is known for just ear raping 
an official. Like he dives in on those refs. I mean, sometimes it's for good cause. Like <coughs> they got his his voice is hoarse after every game. Yeah, it's because he's yelling the whole time. I mean, sometimes it's warranted. Like you be seeing like refs and like making mistakes out there, and in the in the heat of the moment, competitive moment. Obviously, they're gonna get screamed at. But nowadays, it's just like. Oh my God! Technical after technical after technical after technical after technical, and it's ridiculous. Like if you watch some of these like moments, I don't know if you want to watch this on YouTube on the screen right here. Some of these like dumb technical foul calls. There's like a hundred and one of them, and it's just there's a hundred one. Maybe that, well, we can save that for another time, Mac. It's like a big compilation. <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, Russ Westbrook at the top at 16. That doesn't surprise me at all. No. No. I mean, that dude, he's a known hot Draymond. I want to talk about this for a second. Draymond Green has 14, which, you know, seems to me like a, the correct amount. This but, is like his season average. But that guy, I've never seen a player get so heated at the refs on about every foul call against him, and and he only has 14. Are you serious? I'm for like he just I've seen that guy curse out referees, get in their face and yell at them and they don't and they don't give him a technical. Why does this guy get away with doing that? So that, you know, that kind of stuff. I have no clue why Draymond. I think I think the refs expect it from Draymond. Mm-hmm. So it's like they already know they're going to get yelled at. You think it's just at. an expectation so they just are lighter on it? I think at this point they might be cuz they already know they're I compare, Draymond. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And I want to compare that to back when the Grizzlies had grit and grind, Zach Randolph, Marcus All. Mm-hmm. I swear every team that went in there just got beat down because the refs were so used to how Memphis played that they just didn't call as many fouls because Memphis was like, we're just physical. That's how we play. Yeah. So is it is it the same kind of thing with Draymond where the refs are like, we know he's going to be, you know. A, I think it has know, to be a like. A donkey. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I and think so it has to be We're just not like going to call as I many. I mean, let's just be real. So you're Devin Booker. He has nine technical fouls. He's. Obviously, a fairly he's known as a fairly nice, quiet kid in the NBA. He's one of like the younger kids in the in the league. Mm-hmm. All right, and you have you're playing a Phoenix game and a Golden State. They're playing against each other. If you're the ref, I think you have more leeway going in. If let's say Draymond yells at you and then Devin Booker yells at you, like that's true. You you, it's you expect it from Draymond. It. Yeah. I think it's all you about see, like you expectations. See little, you see little uh, little baby face Devin Booker. Yeah, <laughs> scream at you, and you're like, what, "What's this guy doing?" That's a tech. tech. <laughs> like, That's who are you? a technical <laughs> foul. <laughs> technical foul on the 17 year old in this game. You know, that's, you know game? That's from? No, I didn't. Oh, know it's that. from Eight Crazy Nights. Oh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> great, mo- great animated movie. <laughs> Alrighty. I probably just butchered that, but. <laughs> Who knows? I'll be the judge one day. I'll I'll go watch it. We'll talk about it next pod. But, yeah, it's like you look at some of these players, like a lot of them you wouldn't expect it, like the lip from, so you're not as prepared for. Like Draymond, if I'm a ref, I am honestly going to mentally prepare to be berated. So it's like I already like have an extra couple layers of thick skin on. Maybe maybe it's just me being an outside perspective, but if I was a ref, I I wouldn't take this from any of these players, you know? No, I wouldn't. If like, Draymond came at me and I was a ref, I'd be like, tech, right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As soon as he says one one thing that's, like, just over the top, tech. Oh, you get him out of Because I would here. shut him up real quick. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes he gets in one tech and then goes, and then it, like, infuriates then I'm, him. Then I'm ejecting him. There you go. That's just, I'm, you know, this is my personal bias toward him, though. And you saw James you Harden. You can't be like that if you're actually an NBA ref. That is very true. And then I don't know if you saw a couple of weeks ago when James Harden was complaining about like a certain ref that officiates 
Rockets games. Him mm-hmm. and Chris Paul both were. Oh yeah, I did see this. I forgot the, the guy's name, but. And yeah, he was pretty upset about that because he because James Harden didn't get his usual like twenty trips to the free oh, throw my line. Boo-hoo. Heaven forbid. <laughs> James Harden goes to the line more than certain, the some some teams. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Then some teams go and like. I just uh, I hate I hate guys like Chris Paul and James Harden, especially Chris Paul. Who well, get all the calls and they still will, complain. They will, yeah, they get all the calls and they still complain. Um, but he'll go into the paint and, like, you know, he'll get, like, maybe a little contact and a lay-in and he'll miss it. And then he will just go and get in the ref's ear. He'll, like, have the hand. He'll, like, basically have his hand in the ref's pocket, okay? In his ear, <laughs> hand in his pocket, complaining the whole way down or, like, in a timeout. Chris Paul won't even go back to the huddle to talk to his coach. He'll just go talk to the ref. The there's whole, a lot the whole time. There's a, there's been a couple of times I've been watching Chris Paul and there's been like a missed call like at the beginning of like when it when the sh- uh, game's reared or comes back from commercial break and they'll go into like the media timeout and you'll see Chris Paul going to talk to the refs instead of going to talk like yeah. over a foul call that was missed like five minutes yeah. ago. And then he's going. He what has, annoys like, me too though is then the next possession Chris will do the same thing and they'll just automatically blow the whistle. Yeah. I'm like, you're just leveraging for your next foul call the whole time. And then he gets the whistle, like you said, and then he goes and talks to the ref again. I don't know. It's like, you got what you wanted, and you're still complaining. I don't know. It's just, I think it's like some, like, basketball psyche thing where maybe it they... It's, you know, people like to call it, oh, Chris Paul's so competitive. No. I, you Chris can be Paul, competitive, and then there's a point where you're annoying, and Chris Paul's annoying. Chris Paul is one of those players that's actually, like, not very well liked around the league. He's a lot not. of players do not like him. Because he's entitled, he's not like the greatest teammate. Allegedly, I don't personally know. Right. And it's based on how he acts on the court. I mean, if you're defending him and he's just compl- complaining for 36 out of the 48 minutes that you're defending him, obviously, it's just gonna get on your nerves too yeah. at this point. Because it's yeah. like, dude, he's, he's an irritant. That's for sure. It's like, dude, you're playing basketball. You're making millions of dollars. What do you have to be mad about? Like, it's one game. You're up. You're, you're, no one Houston. They're probably up just, like 15. So many other guys are a lot more mellow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the problem is with Houston is they could be up like 15, 30 points, and Chris Paul will still be complaining. It's like, dude, he, he you're up by angry. 30 points, yeah. bro. Like, give he it a rest. He plays so angry. I mean, he's he's an oh, angry man. little elf, man. He really is. Angry little elf. <laughs> oh, man. That is true. That is true. And well, yeah. Mac, is that going to wrap up the technical talk? I think it is. The technical talk. All righty. We're going to come back. We're going to go over some not-so-golden power come rankings. Stay with us. Welcome back into the pod. It is Mac and Miles here in the studios of 88.1 The Berg. We just wrapped up a segment on technical fouls and how atrocious some of these ones are getting. But moving into the next segment now, we're going to talk about uh, our not-so-golden power rankings. This this uh, reoccurring segment is uh, specifically, Mac and I agree that Golden State is far and away the best team in the league. They are number one in the power rankings. No matter the record. They doesn't could be, matter. They could the be the fifth they have, seed. The roster, they're the best team in the league. There okay. you go. So we want to detail, though, which teams we believe to be the top teams in the league behind them. Mac, who you got at number two? Give me your number two right here. My number two? Yep. I got, so like the team, like my Yeah, your number up. two team. Okay. Who's I got, the first best team in the league behind Golden State? All righty. I got the Milwaukee Bucks. I agree with you. They have the best record in the NBA currently. They already clinched the playoff spot. They are 48-16. and 16. Mm-hmm. The only team in the league actually to clinch a playoff spot right now. True. MVP and, candidate and Giannis Antetokounmpo, yep. all stars all around. They're, we've talked Chris so Middleton, much. Love we've, that guy. We've talked so much about their length. Did and you see they just extended Eric Bledsoe? 
I did see that for like what was it four years? Like, like it was cheap, like seventy two. Yeah, million, it wasn't 80 like a, million? yeah, something it, like that. It was cheap for a good point guard like yeah. Eric Bledsoe. I don't for sure. Mm, I, I, I like don't know it. how I feel about it. I just I'm not a fan necessarily of Eric Bledsoe. I'm a but, I'm, I'm a fan of Eric Bledsoe. I like um yeah. I think he's a pretty good okay. point guard. I question it, but I don't know if you like. I think it. he's like if a Patrick like it, Beverly with an offensive game a little bit. That's how Pat I. Pat Beverly him. to his credit has gotten better offensively, in the last couple of years. Okay, I just think he's like. Eric Bledsoe yeah. is like that point guard that can do a little bit. I don't know. Okay, no, he's kind of like I see in what that. You mean. Alrighty, yep. Milwaukee, the I record. Agree with you too. The record speaks for themselves. Number three, I got Toronto, the second best record in the entire mm-hmm. NBA, forty-six and eighteen. Yep. Kawhi Leonard, I mean, what they do, they go out and beat good teams on a nightly basis. Yep. Not much to say. I think there. any team that's going to go into Toronto is going to have a lot of trouble. I mean, yeah, you you can't you can't just, say that. In the last couple of years, when Braun was going in there and beating them, but exactly like when you go into Toronto, there's a fifty fifty chance like that they can win. Like it's not like you're playing Detroit where you should win that game nine times out of ten. Well, I think it's better than fifty fifty. Like Toronto, like if you're like oh, a top two team, if you're the visitor, yeah, if, like, if it's Golden State, Toronto, I don't, oh, yeah, yeah, no. I'm not gonna like in a playoff exactly, series, yeah. like I don't, they're not gonna get steamrolled anymore. Like they no, would. no, they're not, they're not. Uh, three, I actually got Houston. I think CP3 coming her. back, uh, three in the same spot you do, for for oh, Toronto. Okay. For Toronto. Never mind. Yeah, in the third, I I got I'm not I'm gonna go away from Toronto. Okay. I do like Toronto. They're out, they're on my list as well. There we go. But I'm gonna go with Houston here. Houston, they got CP3 coming back. Just actually like last game, obviously James Harden's been balling all season. They uh, added Amon Shumpert. Actually, did you see that? I did see waivers. that. I didn't really like that. Sack, what Sacktown do release him, buy him yeah, out? Something like that. I didn't like that. Sacktown was he was playing really well. With they Sacktown. got Shumper on waivers, which is a good perimeter defender, a guy they mm-hmm. lost. Some, a three a, and D player. A three and D player, and those are the type of players they lost last year, and and why I think they're not as good as they are last year. But uh, CP3 coming back, James Harden's obviously a star MVP level player, and then Clint Capella is coming back as well. From the broken hand. Yeah, yeah. So they're getting all their pieces back. They're getting healthy when they need to for this final stretch. Playoff seeding, you know, I think they're pretty, pretty, you know, guaranteed to make. I'm not going to guarantee it, but they're pretty solid, dead set in the playoffs. Yeah, so. they have about a 90% chance. So, so now, now it's just fighting for seeding, who you want to play. Um, okay. But yeah, that's that's who I got at three. Houston, four. I'm actually going with Toronto for the same reasons. Basically, you just said who you got at four. I got the Denver Nuggets. Denver, okay. Yep, second best record. Yeah. When OKC plays them, they normally. They normally beat OKC the three seed. I actually like their ball movement, forty-two and twenty-one on the year. They do have the good ball. I, I enjoy watching the Nuggets play, and they got Jokic, first-time All Star, and they're a two, who a big man who can play on the elbow and pass the ball, make every pass on the court. Yeah, know? I just I just enjoy watching them play, and you know they've beat. They've also are a team that's beaten the good teams when they really mm-hmm. need to. Oh, their regular and season record has shown it right now. They're forty-two and twenty-one. Yeah, that's why I have them at the four spot. Yeah, so like I mean, like I mentioned a second ago, he, Toronto right there is who I have. Um, who do you got for five? Five, I got my Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, Paul George obviously is having a great season. Russell Westbrook is having an all right season besides shooting the ball. Right. Steven Adams having a career season. Yeah. Jeremy Grant having a career season. Schroeder. Yeah. They got pieces off man. the bench. I mean, a lot of questions from the last couple of years in OKC have been answered. They finally got a decent bench. Nerlens Noel, Dennis Schroeder mm-hmm. coming off the bench, providing that scoring, those energy minutes. And then the starting five has been killer. Terrence Ferguson really stepping up for injured say, Andre I, I like Roberson. Ferguson's game. He's, he's a high energy guy. He is. I really enjoy Terrence Ferguson. He's six foot seven, shooting guard mm-hmm. out of Australia, I think. Right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Really enjoy him. So I really, 
Oklahoma just has, they've had a little bit of trouble beating top tier teams like Denver, mm. Golden State. I guess they've only played like what Golden State like once or twice this year. They've had they've had some trouble Milwaukee, Toronto. Yeah. Who, so, who off air you said one of these teams has has Oklahoma City's number. Who was it? The Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, dude. Yeah. yeah. We'll get into that a little bit later okay, in the pod. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, Mac for five, I actually have a five five A, five B, because I can't decide who's okay. who's who's better than who. And it's actually they're tied right now in the rankings as well. They are same record. It's it's your Thunder and my Blazers. I I really it's a toss up right now. I don't know who's better. They match up so evenly. They got the same record, obviously. I love what Paul George is doing. Westbrook, you know, he's having an off season, but as far as shooting the ball, but he's still averaging a triple double. So that's you know that's nothing to mess with. Nothing to mess with. He, he's not shooting as well, but he's still averaging a triple double. What, what else can you say? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, obviously Stephen Adams, yeah, Jeremy Grant, like you mentioned, Terrence Ferguson, like his game. Schroeder is a little too inconsistent for my liking, but a guy who can put you know. 12 to 15 points up in a single quarter. Yeah, he can get some points. Streaky, but it's valuable. And then obviously, you know, what I like my Blazers as well. I like what they're doing defensively. I like what they're doing moving the ball around. I like what Rodney Hood and Ennis Cantor bring off the bench now. I love the way Jake Lehman's playing, unsung hero, a couple weeks ago. Yes, he was. This this Blazers team is deep now. All of a sudden, they have a great bench. They're they're like eight, nine, ten players sometimes deep. Hey. That can be dangerous. Don't get too it excited is. with uh, 10 deep. Uh, like a we'll see. I mean, they're not going to run 10 deep in the playoffs. Every playoff rotation tightens down. So I think they'll run about nine, maybe eight in the playoffs, Okay, depending on the matchups. But I can't decide who's better right now, Oklahoma City or Portland. They're 5A, 5B for me. Well, we might be able to find out this Thursday when they, are they meet Thursday. up, Portland but, and OKC. Uh, Paul George is listed as out as of right now. So I don't know. Ooh. Is he or no? I have no clue. I guess we'll we'll find, we'll out, find as, out as the week it's goes this Thursday on. in Portland at seven thirty. I think it's a national game, TNT or something like that. Ooh, fun. Yeah, yeah. But if I'll tell you what, if Paul George is out, I think I'm taking Portland in that one. I think I would be. Yeah, too. I think it's gonna be Brick City for Westbrook. Yeah, We've Paul seen, George just brings way too much to the table this season. We've seen season. before Paul George was in OKC when they would come into Portland or the teams would match up at all. It's just a lot of Westbrook shooting, and uh, I've seen I've seen the Thunder lose a lot of games, a lot of games to the Blazers on Westbrook just taking like forty plus shots. Yeah, so, it's it's happened yeah, a handful yeah, of times. So, and then for the six the six spot, you got a six. Okay, I didn't do a six. The but, fifth spot, whatever yeah. you want to do. I got Philadelphia, the 76ers. Okay, yeah, yeah. Really, they as we all know, they have probably one of the best starting fives in the NBA. Mm-hmm. They're the four seed in the East. Oh, for sure, they got the talent. I uh, they got the talent. They're one of. I said a couple pods ago that I see them going to the, the finals, which I still stand still by think? that. Yeah, I still stand by that. What's the deal with Embiid? He's like still out, or what? does he have an injury? Uh, do, Are they just resting him? They he did get injured, and okay. Ben Simmons is the one that hurt him. Actually, I don't know really? if you saw the. Saw the explicit video that went mm. down. So, anyways, Joel Embiid went up for a rebound, and Ben Simmons was behind him on the wing, defending like the def- the offensive player on the wing. Joel mm. Embiid's in the post. Joel Embiid calls for the rebound, and Ben Simmons still goes in and tries to grab it, and he fell. And when Joel Embiid jumped, he like fell awkwardly, trying to avoid Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. and he like twisted his knee, like reaggravated it, and he um. Said some, he had some choice words for Ben Simmons, which also opens up some more like the rift between Ben Simmons right. and Joel Embiid that is not very reported on for some reason. No. Didn't and that, so didn't that last long term, uh, that ri- that reported rift. I don't know. I 
Uh, I think for the right offer, Philly might give up. That's a discussion for another day. Yeah, we can talk about that another day. But, Mac, I think it's going to wrap up our not-so-golden power rankings. Yep, I think it will. I think it will. All righty. Stick with us. We are going to talk some of these big market teams and their big struggles. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the pod. It is Mac and Miles. Right now, we're going to discuss a little bit of these big market teams and their big struggles. Mac, I just want to talk a little bit about, let's look at the top of the East right now. Milwaukee in, in the first seed. Indiana in the third. Both of those teams, very small market teams. And then if you want to go down to the West, we were talking about this off air. I don't, I don't necessarily consider Golden State right now a big market team. Yes, they play in Oakland. Yes, it's Southern California. But as long as they're an Oracle Arena in Oakland, I don't think they're necessarily a big market team. Once they move across the bay or wherever into San Francisco, then I think you consider them a big market team. But so Golden State in the one seat, obviously Denver. You and I kind of agreed, not a huge market team. Not a big market team. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City, obviously not. Portland, no. obviously not. Those are the top four seeds in the West right now. Yeah, and all then, four seeds and not big market teams. Yeah, and then if you want to look at the big market teams. <laughs> let's go. Let's go over this right now. Boston in the East in fifth. Brooklyn, part of New York in seventh. Miami, biggest city down there, and I think it's, it is the biggest city down there in Florida, right? I, I want to say it is. Know. Either way, it's a destination it's, city. Yeah, it's a good city. Tenth, they're in tenth. Then you got Atlanta, Chicago, New York, huge markets. Twelfth, thirteenth, and fifteenth. All in the, in the pooper. All in the pooper, as Mac likes there to we say. Go. In the West, Houston fifth, L.A. Clippers seventh. Then we get into L.A. Lakers tenth. New Orleans, you and I kind of went back and forth on this off air if they were a big market or not. We kind of agreed they it's are. It's a coin flip kind yeah. of thing. They're in 12th. And then the last one I consider a big market, Dallas 13th. Yeah, I mean, the big market teams, I think their strategy, their game plan is a little different. Like, you don't hear about L.A. going out and drafting someone big. You always hear about L.A. Sign, or the Lakers signing a big free agent. Yeah. You look at teams like – like Miami, they've never really drafted very well. They've always gone out and signed guys. I mean, a lot than I mean, Dwayne, yeah. I mean, they've they've even in the '90s they signed they in free agency they got Tim Hardaway. Did they draft Alonzo Mourning? No, Alonzo Mourning got drafted. I want to say he got drafted to the Hornets. Okay, but he yeah. played in he played in Miami for a he couple got, years. Yeah, Gary Payton. I yep. mean, Jason Williams. I mean, all those like all the marquee Miami Heat guys, LeBron, Chris Bosh, all free agent signings. They always right. They always went out and signed them. Atlanta, I mean, I don't even know. 22 and 43. Chicago, 18 and 46. New York, 13 and 51. I mean, yeah, a lot of these big market teams rely on free agent agent signings. I mean, even Chicago. I mean, who was the last person they even drafted that was, like, legit? Jimmy. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And they got – that was a lucky one. I mean, they drafted him at – and that the thirtieth pick. That was the second round, wasn't it? Or it was last the pick last the pick in the first round. So yeah. I was like a Kyle Kuzma, like mm-hmm. diamond in the rough type. Draymond Green kind of thing. Yeah. New York just traded away the franchise player, Christoph Porzingis, <laughs> right. and they right. have not drafted well to say at all. They haven't signed any free um, agents. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, their last good pick was really solid. Pick was probably KP. Yeah, I can't I think of agree. any. You know. I don't know, I mean the last few no, New York when they were good, good they they pick. brought in every they brought in Amari Stoudemire, they yeah. brought in J.R. Smith, Carmelo Anthony via mm-hmm. trade, Char- Chauncey Billups, Jason Kidd, 
I mean, they just were signing free agents. We'll see what happens right. this offseason with New York. There's a lot of rumbling. Uh, a lot of rumbling. Well, they can right have now. Kyrie, and they can yeah, win third. They, they can. They're thirteen and fifty-one. Yeah, yeah. They can be thirty and whatever it is. Thirty and fifty-two. Yeah, yeah. they can be that. Yeah, because you're gonna get Kyrie on the like. <laughs> you're gonna get basically Kyrie on the on the Cavs by with him by uh, without LeBron. Yeah, you're gonna lame which Kyrie. Which was a bad team. Yeah, it was not a good team at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all these teams rely on. These big market teams rely um, more on the free fact agents. That they think they can just sign a big free agent because they're a big market. You yeah, know look at I mean? LA. That's that's exactly yeah. who they think that. They think sure, oh, they we're got big LeBron, market. but they got nobody else. Yeah, you know they got the young core, but those guys aren't ready to win right now. And you look at a team. Let's say you said you don't consider Golden State a big market team. Not yet. They I drafted think, Steph Curry. They drafted yeah. Clay Thompson. They drafted Draymond Green. They drafted like let's just go into the roster. We can tell you who they drafted. Yeah, they drafted Jordan, Jordan Bell. Bell. Yeah. Quinn Cook, they got a trade. Um, Jacob Evans, they drafted. He's not really playing. Damian but. Jones, they drafted. Mm-hmm. I mean, David Lee, like back Devon even Lee. back like a couple of years ago at the beginning of their dynasty, David Lee. They drafted him too. Drafted yeah. him. I mean, drafted Baron Davis, didn't they? I believe so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're they're a draft first team, not a free agent yep. first team. Yeah. OKC, obviously, they um, drafted Steven Adams, drafted Russell Westbrook. They Portland. did draft Kevin Durant at the time, right. and they signed Paul George. Portland, Portland Dame, Dame, CJ. Dame, CJ. Yeah. I mean, it's all about player development and just, like, I feel like the smaller market teams provide more of, like, it's more of a family environment. It's not more yeah, of, like, definitely. a business environment. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at Those Oklahoma. Those big markets to me are really cutthroat, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you like, win or you're out. For real. Like, it is. LA. Nobody in LA is going to wait around for these Lakers to be good. No. no. And like, they know that. I don't know if he's Snoop Dogg. So many people that. are calling for Luke Walton to be fired. Luke Walton is a quality coach. Luke Walton, right now, I would say he could be a candidate for the Suns' job. Yeah. Who's uh, coaching in, in Phoenix right now? I have no, I have no clue. Idea. Yeah, honestly. The Chicago Bulls, they're just, on, they're just using their interim head coach right mm-hmm. now. Cleveland could use somebody. They're on an interim coach. New York has their coach in Fitzdale. Yeah, he's he's a good coach. Uh, Washington might part ways with Scotty Brooks. They probably should. Atlanta, I don't know who's in Atlanta. Charlotte, if they don't make the playoffs, some changes need to be made. So I mean, Luke Walton's a pretty. He's a very good head coach, and everyone was super excited in Lakerville. Right. Right. And now they're calling for his head. I almost feel like maybe he was just a better coach for the young roster without LeBron. You know. Yeah, LeBron. But now that LeBron's there, he's like player, coach, and GM and owner kind of thing. So I hate it. I mean, I loved when LeBron was in Miami and he went up to, went up to Pat Riley, Pat Riley, the go, yeah. and demanded that Eric Spoelstra be fired. And, and just Pat said, Riley looked no. at him and said, "Nah." <laughs> that was Pat. Miami was Pat, was Pat Riley's Pat Riley team? like the only the only guy that's really stood up to LeBron like that. Yeah, I think he is really. He really is, and. If, to LeBron's surprise, those were his best years he's ever played. You could argue he's in yeah. his prime, this yeah. and that. They had, he had Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh around him. I would just argue that. I mean, I think his last year in – or not his last year in Cleveland, but the year they won the title with Cleveland. He was, really, he was pretty good that year too. Yeah, it was. But over just like the stretch of time, I just feel like that Miami Heat-LeBron was one but fun But you make a good point. I think Miami-LeBron Miami was probably the best he was. I think maybe uh, the fact that they won that title maybe gave him a little boost as like that was the best he was. But I think you're right. He probably was better in Miami. He had I, help. He had help in Cleveland for sure. Yeah, he. I felt like that was Kevin Love and Kyrie was a better big three than Dwayne Wade and so? Chris Bosh. You got to remember so. Dwayne was in his prime during those years too. 
That is true. I just so I was botched before he got hurt. I first off, I I always felt like Kevin Love. I love Chris Bosh. Don't get me wrong. I just like I just more of a fan of Kevin Love. Just so he can go rebound. I felt like he was a better shooter. Yeah. And yeah, I tell you what, Kevin Love's a more natural three point shooter. That's for yeah. sure. Chris Bosh had Whereas to work Chris on that Bosch, corner three. The longer he played with with. Uh, Braun, the further he got away from the rim. Yeah. When Chris Bosch was in Toronto, that was like one of the best post-up big men in the league. He was so good. He had every move in the bag. Okay. Yeah. He, he did. was a mon- He was the best power forward in basketball. Yeah. When he was in Toronto, yeah. And then he goes to Miami, and obviously you're playing with a better talent, and your your numbers are going to drop off a little bit. But every year he just kept stepping further and further and further out. And then by the by the time he was done in Miami, it was last season or whatever. He was like only shooting corner threes. <laughs> it's like, what Literally. are you doing, Chris? Get back down in the paint. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, yeah, I I don't know. I just feel like all these big market teams rely too much on free agent signings. They like, do, yeah. Look at the Clippers. They're trying to throw the season away, and they're trying to get signed free agents. And then all these good teams, Utah, drafted Gobert, drafted Donovan Mitchell. Yep. Drafted I, Ingles. Drafted Joe Ingles. Drafted Derek Favors. Yeah. I mean, the only p- – person they really brought in was Ricky Rubio. Right, and that was via trade, so. Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel, yeah, like the smaller market teams, teams they draft well. The draft. Have, and that's the way to do it. I mean, you get better camaraderie, better chemistry mm-hmm. when they're like, they come up together, they eat together, do all this and that, rather than just form a team like the 2004 Lakers where they just brought in the Glove, Carl Malone. Well, yeah, and like and you them. said, these big teams, it's – it's win or, or you're out, you know, kind of yeah. thing. And so if you're not winning as the Lakers this year, you don't know where any of you are going to be next year because you all could just get released or traded. And that's what happens also, too, when you sign all these veterans to one-year deals. Is a, a lot of them just don't come back or they sign for another one-year deal. Exactly. Like, I remember David West a couple of years ago. I mean, he signed with San Antonio. He was like when he was bouncing around the league, he made like three stops. And right. He said, you know San what? San Antonio. Uh, Indiana, or he was in Indiana for a yeah, while. Yeah, he was in Indiana. Then he went to, I think he went to San Antonio. Then he went that. to Golden State for a year. And, and then he went, and he was like, you know, what? I'm just gonna go to Golden State. And he played well for them, though. There you go. He did. He was a good. He was. He was a good. He was a really good big man, and injuries really held yeah. back his career. Unfortunately, I mean, like he got he got his ring. That's what he wanted. So yeah, he was like a Chris Bosh like player until Even he Chris Paul got in, in New Orleans. That was a duo. Like 12 years ago or whatever. That was that was killer. That was that was that was Carl Malone, John Stockton, mm-hmm. 2.0. Mm-hmm. So so many good plays between them, you know. Yeah. And then obviously Indiana, he was good too. He was very good pushing LeBron's Miami Heat to yeah. Game Sevens every other year. It yeah. felt like. Yeah. That and was yeah. A good. That was a good uh, Pacers team there. But I don't years. understand is why more free agents don't want to go to Miami. I mean, my it's it's eighty degrees. It's a destination city, absolutely. It's eighty yeah. degrees year round. Miami's got some very good looking young women <laughs> there. I mean, like yeah, especially for like these. What's it called? They're These twenty-something-year-old like, ba- ballers. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's some. They got the money. They can throw it around. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's some good-looking girls in Miami. You got Eric Spolstra, who's a very great. He's a he's a young coach. He's an accomplished so he's in his coach, 40s, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know how old he's, he's young. I, think he's like I mean, in he, almost fifty. But yeah. Spolstra's super smart. I mean, as you know, like the history. You got a great owner in Pat Riley too. You got what more could you want? Basketball prodigy Pat Riley. And then you got you got the 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 lore and the history there too. The yeah. four straight NBA finals, the three titles. And you, you get know. 80 degrees every day. I don't know why Miami is not like. I mean, I, I personally, I couldn't do it. I don't like the humidity, but. Boo. 
Don't like the humidity. Are you a fan I mean, of the humidity? I'm a fan of the water and You're it being 80 water. degrees okay. and, and, and riding jet and the, skis and, the young, the young and being yeah. young and rich in yeah. Miami. Okay, if you were a baller, you want to live in Miami is what you're saying. Yeah. Just you, though, Mac. I would you want to live in Miami, Miami right now? Yeah, I'd go live in Miami. Okay. It's tw- how, how cold is it outside right now? It's like 23 it's degrees like, outside. Yeah, it's like 20-something. Yeah, I'd rather I'm be sure in Miami. is hotter, that's for let's sure. Look up how, let's look up Miami temp right okay. now. I'll tell you, it's probably 80 degrees. So it's 30 degrees right now in Ellensburg. Right. So let me add this, Miami. You would want to live in Miami like right now? Even even yeah. though you're not a basketball player. I'll go live in Miami right now. Like, would you move there for like a job or just like move there just on a whim? Both. Both? Yeah, I'd love to live in Miami. It's 74 degrees in Miami oh right now. Oh, my goodness, yeah. The high was you're 83. You're a fair weather, you're and a fair the, weather And just to tell right you now. this, just to tell you, Miami's three hours ahead of us, so it's yeah. 630 there at night. And, and it's still it's, 74. And it's 74. It was 83 is the high dang, today. Dang, That's that, you know, that's that Caribbean kind of lifestyle. Look at know? this. I mean, next week, next Monday, 82. Next Tuesday, 82. Next Wednesday, 82. Next Thursday, 82. You know what the lows are what, next week? 60-something. 70, 73, 74, 73. It's not going to get to 73 degrees Mac, here. my mind is going somewhere else right now. I'm ready for spring break right now. <laughs> yeah, like we're sitting here in 30 degrees at yeah, 3.30 yeah. in the afternoon. Uh-huh. There's 6.30. It's dark out. Well, by 6.30 it's here, it's going to be like, tw- like what, is it, what is it right now? 30 what? It's 30 degrees. By so 6 by, o'clock, by it's going to be 25. Here, it's gonna be 25 so. Yeah. Great. Uh-huh. I'll go live in Miami real quick. Okay. Yeah, you'll, you'll go live in Miami. Okay. You, you and, uh, yeah. I feel like you and all the ballers can go live in Miami, okay? Yeah, me. We'll, we'll hang out with DJ Khaled and ride his jet go. skis. And stuff. Yeah, but yeah, there you go. I just feel like Miami's the perfect place where you want to be. If you're just yeah. a basketball player, or just a person in general, why would you not just want to be in that nice heat in the beach? I mean, you can say the same long. thing about LA, though. LA doesn't have water. If you go to the beach, it does. Well, the Pacific Ocean's way colder than Miami. You can actually swim in Miami. You can't swim in LA. That's true. That's true. Those southern Florida beaches. That's true. You'd never beat the Southern Florida I mean, beaches. Like, I mean, you can swim in, in L.A. on the beaches down there. It's colder, but you can. I, I sure as hell wouldn't swim in, like, Oregon coast, okay? No. Mm-mm. That's cold. You get up north. Past- don't get me wrong. I like, the, I like the Oregon coast and the Washington coast, but I'm not swimming. No. So you get those seaweed beaches where it's just all seaweed in the onshore. It's on gross. Oregon coast? I mean, I haven't been been to the Oregon coast since. Like, no, they're not. It's not a bunch of. Seaweed. But I know when you it, pull up to Washington, nice. when you go to like Long Beach or whatever it's called. Yeah. There's just a whole bunch of seaweed coming down in the waves. And I it's like it. It's gross. nice. It's nice. Well, you're not swimming. Who cares? I don't want to look at that. I want to look at beautifulness. <laughs> true. True. I tell yeah. you what, I don't like the Pacific better than I like the Atlantic. That's for sure. I'm opposite. I've, Are you? The Atlantic's way nicer to swim in than the Pacific Ocean. Well, I'm not talking about swimming. I'm talking about looking at. Atlantic still. I mean, really? you, hell yeah. I mean, look, the Atlantic Ocean, you got like reefs and stuff and turtles. <laughs> and you mean the Southern stuff. Atlantic, like down by Florida? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like when I, hey, and you Pacific got has got Hawaii over there. There's some nice reefs over there. Yeah. I went Believe swimming me, I've been. Yeah. I, have, I went swimming in Hawaii, and I'll tell you this nice reefs. The Florida water was way warmer. That, 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 oh, yeah. 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 Way okay. Warmer. I tell you what, though, the, the Hawaii water is nice. You go do some snorkeling on uh, um, Malachi or whatever. That's Mm -hmm. where we went. Yeah. Some night it was like some Finding Nemo stuff over there. Okay. I'll tell you what. I'll just never forget. Tropical fish everywhere. I'll just never forget. I got I got hit by like a I don't know what I was doing. I was doing something stupid, but like my mask came off or like readjusted weird when I was like snorkeling over Mm -hmm. a reef. 
<coughs> oh, my throat's a little scratchy today. This cold or something. This cold, not just this cold weather has hurt my throat. Yeah, yeah. And icy lungs, yeah. So I had to go sit. I had to sit on the coral reef for just like a second. And you sat on a reef? Yeah. Matt, that's a no-no. Oh, I learned. You're gonna destroy it. The locals were not very happy no. with me. I got yelled They'd be at. Like if you took their fish, okay? <laughs> they were so that's their mad. Home. Could you imagine someone going sitting on your house? Dude, the locals on the beach were so <laughs> mad. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. They were scre- yeah. like multiple screaming of them were screaming at, you, at me. Sure. And I was just like, look, I was like 17. Just looking, I'm like, you dude, didn't know any better. I got this is my first time ever in Hawaii. Yeah, I've, have you been multiple times, Mac? I've been twice. Okay, I've only been once. I'd and like to go back. It's nice. My mask is filled with salt water right now. Can't see. Oh man, yeah, you I gotta go somewhere. Yeah, you I can't did, tread yeah. water and fix your mask. Exactly. So I just, and you're far enough out there. I'm guessing you can't swim back. Exactly. So yeah. I just just like pop, pop a squat real fast on the reef. On give me reef. Like, <laughs> give me like 15 seconds. I'm like, oh. There you go, but mm. they weren't. They got heated, huh? Yeah, they were mad. Yeah, a lot of the understandably so. A lot of the locals in Hawaii are not very are not the friendliest people. No, from they, what they, I've don't, they don't like that. They what, do what not they like call, tourists. What do they, they call the tourists? Howlies or whatever. It's something like that. Yeah. I, I forget. And, and then they'll cry wolf, and they come here, and they get called something, and then it's just uh, a cycle of just hate. How about we just spread love? Yeah. that's what I want. I just, like that message, Mac. Yeah, spread, that's the message we're trying to promote here on the Mac and Miles show. Spread yeah. love. Spread love, not hate. We don't want to be called Howlies. You don't want to be called. I don't know what what we'd even call you if you guys came uh, here. I don't even know. We just you know I don't even we know wouldn't even we is wouldn't. Right. I think I I don't even is that right? I think it might be honestly because that's I kind of I don't know. Have you heard that before? Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't know why we don't just use this great machine we have for our podcast. <laughs> the computer. I don't, I don't know if that's it or not. I'm I'm really curious now. Howlies. Side note: Have you seen Have you seen the South Park where all the tourists in Hawaii think that they're Hawaiians? I have not. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. I'm I, not, yeah. All right. It is. Howley was the correct term. Howley is right. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm not a big fan of that word. No. I'm not it's either, offensive. It says sometimes disparaging. Definitely is. That's probably yeah. how they use it because the, spread, the locals love, of Hawaii not are not big fans of the tourists. That's the message here, Mac, right? Yeah. Spread love, not hate. You Don't discriminate. We're not gonna, we don't have names to call you when you come visit Washington. It was just welcome. I guess that's where we'll just yeah, say welcome. welcome. Welcome to Washington. We're not even gonna th- we don't even think of names to call <laughs> people. We just want love. Right, Thank you right, for coming exactly. and bringing your tourist money to our economy. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. Well, Mac, I think we went down a couple of rabbit holes there, but we are known to do that. I we think are known to do that. But I think that is gonna wrap up the uh, the big big city big market big struggles segment. And now think? I think it is. And now we're going into the picks. We're gonna wrap up the show with picks. Stay with us. Welcome back into the pod. This is the Mac and Miles show. You heard the music. You know what's going on. We're making some picks to close out the show. Mac, how did you do last week? Miles, before I get into that, I'm just to let you guys, everyone know. Last week, I went 0-2. Was sitting at 4-9. The season looked lost for picks. Looked lost, huh? I was about to start going. Mathematically eliminated. I was about to start tanking. <laughs> for the first round pick. For the first round pick. For the pick. first overall pick. Yeah. However... I turned it around. Turned it around. Okay. Last week I went two and zero. Nice. Two and zero. Nice. My first two and zero week Undefeated. of this year. Undefeated. I had Utah beating Denver in Denver last week. They did that. Utah beat Denver one eleven to one o four, 
And then I picked the Golden State Warriors to lose to the Orlando Magic in Orlando. Yeah, I laughed at you for that one too. And Orlando beat Golden they State. They did. And that was the second night of a back to back. ninety six for Golden State. They played Miami the night before, and, and they lost. lost on a game winner from D Wade. Uh-huh. That was a great game winner. Too. Yeah, it was, that was an excellent game winner. And so I went two and zero last week. I bet against the two top teams in the West, mm-hmm. and I came out victorious. And it turned out for you. You know, if I would have put a mil- I would have won some serious money. You would have won some last week money. in Vegas on that back to back two Miami lo- or Florida losses for Golden State. Yeah, yeah you probably would have. Well, last week, Mac, I split them. I went one and one, okay. like I've been doing for a couple weeks now. I picked uh, your Thunder to go into Denver. They uh, did not win that one. That was a 112-121 loss for the Thunder. And then uh, the one I did get, though, I got Cleveland going into New York and winning that one. They did 125-118. That moves me now into 9-7 and seven total overall. We were talking off air. Somehow I got an extra one. I, I think I might be counting one where maybe I shouldn't have. Or maybe Who knows? The first couple pods, we weren't just doing two. I think we were doing like... We did three a couple times. We did three, times. and then was maybe there was one episode where you did four and I only did three or something. That could have happened. Lord knows. Either I'm way, six and nine. You're I'm nine, se- and, seven you're nine now. and seven So I got sixteen ga- sixteen picks total. I have fifteen. You have eight. We can 15. just give me a win. I'll be seven and nine. Yeah. You, you, want, you want to give you a win? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what. Maybe next week you can do three and I'll do two. Okay. So that way good. we'll catch it up. You know what I mean? Alrighty. Yeah, so yep, we, we I could do something like that. But Mac, who you got uh, for this next week? All right. I hate to do this to my team, but and I hate to do this in general. Mm-hmm. I am once again putting my chips. On the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh my! And if they lose, you took off a couple of weeks because they burned they, you so many times. And if they lose by one point or two points one more time when I pick oh them, goodness, yeah. I'm gonna get gray hair and start pulling my hair out. Mm-hmm. Anyways, my reasoning is probably the best reasoning I have for going back to Minnesota. First stars are playing Oklahoma City tonight in Minnesota. Minnesota has the Thunder's number. Thunder's number this season. They're Minnesota's beat two and zero against OKC on the year. Mm-hmm. Andrew Wiggins, 30 points in game one, 40 in game two. So he's averaging 35 points per game this season against the Thunder. It's like the one game a year that, or like the one team a year he comes alive against and really plays at the level we expect him to play at. And Paul George is looking like he's not going to be playing this game. So it's the Russell Westbrook-led Thunder. Yep. Minnesota has their number. And you think they get that one, I huh? got Minnesota over Oklahoma tonight mm-hmm. in Minnesota. And then your second one? And then March 9th on Saturday, I got the Atlanta Hawks over the New Jersey Net, the Brooklyn Nets in Atlanta. I think it's going to be a battle of the point guards, Trey Young, D Russ. I like the way Trey Young's been playing lately. I'm going with the Young Buck and Trey Young. I like it. I like it. Thank I you. am going with Boston going into Sacramento and Sacramento getting that win. Okay. Sacramento, I love the way they're playing. You and I have talked about it so much on the pod. We love the way that team plays. We love Buddy Heald. We love uh, Darren Fox. You we love know. that whole team. Harrison Barnes is on that team now. Bo- Bo- Bogdan Bogdanovich, or I, what, whatever his name is. There's so many Bogdanoviches. Bogdanovich, the him coming off the bench and that sweet three-point shot he's got. And then uh, on, on the flip side, Boston, they're just on the struggle bus right now. They're not playing well as of late. They're having trouble finding their identity. They're having trouble, trouble not trouble, but trouble finding their roles as far as what, they're, what each guy is doing and what they're supposed to do to contribute to wins. Kyrie has been a Marshawn Lynch with the media lately. Just like two-word responses, nothing. He's been a lot ruder than – at least yeah. Marshawn Lynch is kind of like funny and more playful. Right, at least he Kyrie just is the same thing. Hostile. Kyrie just says, we got to play better. And that's like it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So Boston, uh, they're struggling as of late. My Blazers went into there, into Boston, and beat them a couple, couple uh, days ago, last week, I think. 
I just don't like the way Boston's playing right now. No, I don't like them either. Mm-mm. So I expect uh, Sacramento to get that win at home. And then, uh, then my second pick, actually, is uh, Denver going into Golden State winning that one. And that one's on the 8th. Okay. I just, I like, we talked about it earlier. I like the way Denver plays. They move the ball well. They've shown this season that they uh, they can play with the best, you know. They're 42 and 21, second in the West. Not far behind Golden State, by the way. No, I mean, obviously, can... Golden State plays well at home, but. You can check where they're at. They're, uh, they are two Golden games State's behind 44 and 19. Yeah, so this would be a big game as far as if Denver wants to try to overtake Golden State for the one seed. I don't think it'll happen, but. There's not enough games left, and just obviously Golden State's too good. So, yeah. But I like the way uh, Denver plays. I like the way they match up with the Warriors. I expect Jokic to pull Draymond or whoever's playing center out of the paint, stand on the elbow, and and allow you know some of those cutters for Denver to get into the lane. Those open get lanes. Some lay-ins. Yeah, I because like Draymond that. in the paint blocks shots. Everybody knows that. But if you can drag him out and force him to defend on the perimeter, you open some things up for your for your cutters and your drivers. Alrighty, so you got who you got again, Miles? Let's give them a refresher. I got Sacramento over Boston in Sacramento, and I got Denver over Golden State in Golden State. Alrighty, and I got Minnesota over my Oklahoma City Thunder tonight, and then on Saturday I got Atlanta over the Nets in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Yep. Alrighty. There you go. You got, you got your in boy Trey Young. I like it in the ATL. Yeah. Yes, sir. I like it. Well, Mac, any last thoughts? I have nothing, nothing for you. you. Alrighty. That is going to wrap up the show. Thank you for tuning in. He is Mac. I am Miles. We'll have some more fresh content for you next week. Thank you for joining us.